On this week's episode of Teachers Off Duty, we're going to be talking about diversity, equity, and inclusivity in the classroom, so stay tuned. Welcome to this week's episode of Teachers Off Duty. It's June, which means it's Pride Month and Juneteenth. So we're going to do an episode about inclusivity in the classroom, how we look at it, what we do, and answer some people's questions about how mm-hmm. they can include it in their class as well. Because we got some fantastic questions. We did. Mm-hmm. Very we did. excited do, about Should that. we start out with a... I think we should start out with a question. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, so on my Instagram story, I asked everybody, what did you want to know about inclusivity in the classroom? Because, I mean, that could mean a lot of different things. Right, yeah. And a lot of you submitted questions that even... I would have never like thought fall had fallen under the umbrella of mm-hmm. right. inclusivity, right. which you know obviously made sense afterwards, but didn't think of it. Um, so let's start off with what? Ooh, I like this one. What would a teacher do for kids who have social anxiety? Ooh, okay. Because inclusivity could also mean mm-hmm. in, like including right. people Absolutely. and their different maybe phobias or different like if you have knowledge of a student who has an anxiety disorder or something like that i have a student uh in my class who she does not like to be called on at all it will cause her to have a panic attack yeah well i didn't know that Mm -hmm. at first and so we uh had started like a new thing for state testing where one of the things was they had to either answer a question or had to like be even if it wasn't them individually like it was like a group participation thing well she had to answer questions she does not like to be called on and i i had no idea so part of it which i came in in january and so i hadn't you know i hadn't been her teacher for super long but i felt horrible when i found that out because i was like oh my gosh like and she had had like an anxiety attack like that day like after that happened y'all oh my gosh i first of all as a teacher i was like okay well i feel bad because i feel like i didn't do a good job of protecting her yeah but i also how could I didn't you have known know though that, yeah right? yeah and so part of it is like giving ourselves grace for the things that we don't know because sometimes you don't know what you don't know and right. then when you, you do know. know do better right yeah and so after that experience taught me to like really because i already like try to pay attention have good relationships with my kids but that situation itself it made me more conscious of like when i make them like answer questions out loud i'm like okay like maybe let me read that a little bit more to see if like which of my kids kind of do or don't you know it's kind of like when kids have to read out loud and you feel like they're not good readers i'd never make my kids read out loud because i don't want somebody to be embarrassed the middle schooler in me hated popcorn and no. bump. Yeah. What's bump? Like bump would be like, okay, you're gonna start us out. Brie Brie mm-hmm. reads for like two or three lines of the page, and then she stops in a random place and goes bump tell, and then tell has to oh, randomly God. start That's reading where she anxiety. left off. Yeah, right. Like, we used to do that. I remember doing that like every time Ooh, we would read together yeah. in class. It was so anxiety inducing because yeah. like no. even if you were paying attention, right. just the thought that you could be called on. And yeah. you better make sure you knew exactly where that yeah. person left yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, that was anxiety. One of, one, of the, one of the tips that I was taught 
Like if you got kids in your classroom who are super anxious and have a hard time, you know, answering questions in class. Yeah. And like as teachers, we do want to push kids. We do want right. to get them to participate in class. And I love um, what this principal taught me. He's like, hey, in those situations, tell the kids like, hey, you have five minutes to complete this. I'm letting you all know I may call on all of you. So just be ready. Just be ready. Mm-hmm. If you really do not feel comfortable with it, mm-hmm. just come let me know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then or or like you don't have to walk up to their desk. Yeah. Right, right, but, right. but like as you're just walking around, kids will be like, hey, just don't call me. Like, okay, we're cool. Right. We're yeah. good with that. But giving them that warning or like, yeah. you know, if if you're going to do class presentations, like in my class, I'm huge on presentations. Yeah. I yeah. think it's so important to develop those skills of yeah. speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. But then kids are anxious and, that's, right, and right, right. that's okay. It's okay right. to be anxious. And I try to give them such a big warning. Be like, yeah. hey, in two weeks, this is going to happen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're, we're going to be having presentations and it's so important to communicate that and then the kids that really struggle you know let them know let the counselor know let the parents know and get everybody in on it so it, we can try yeah. to support them as like much as we can hype them up like yeah what mm-hmm. like we do presentations in fifth grade and because they're just starting out doing stuff like yeah. that yeah. like they're little babies like they yeah. don't babies. know like how to give a professional presentation right. yet and there's it's scary like they're standing mm-hmm. in front of a room with right. 17 of their friends they don't want to mess up right so like I support them and like obviously let them know ahead of time, but even like hype them up in the middle of it. Like you're doing a great job or yeah. just being positive and right. letting them know how good they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even like with kids who don't want to get called on in class, like mm-hmm. I don't do this currently, but I was just sitting here thinking about yeah. this. Like, could you not like give them the option of writing their answer down on like a post-it note or an index card or something? Because some kids have social anxiety to the point where they may have a question and they're not going to raise their hand or they won't ask for help. Mm -hmm. So my kids that I know that that's like a thing, I'll put a sticky note on their desk because I know they either, if they're silent working, they don't want to raise their hand because it draws attention to them. And if they have to bring it to my desk, they don't want to do that. So if I'm like walking around, like actively monitoring, I'm making right. fun of the actively monitoring. But if I'm like walking around checking to see if my students like understand a skill, that student that I know, like they're not going to raise their hand because it's going to stress them out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll go by their desk and see if they wrote anything down. Like I don't like make a see. Hey, do you have any questions? Are you good? Like yeah. I don't want they yeah. don't like attention yeah. drawn to them. So just right. just be cool. Like yeah. be chill. Like just don't draw attention to yeah. them. And but I, I would be interested to hear what other people say they do to help right. their mm-hmm. kids to have social anxiety. So if you if you have like a specific like technique because we all want to learn from each other. Yeah. Right. And so if you have a specific like technique that you use for a student that has social anxiety, put it in the comments and you know we'd yeah. love to know what you guys I, do. And I think it's important to remember there's a difference between shy and social anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If someone right, is shy, right, right. they're bashful. But if someone ha- if someone has social anxiety, mm-hmm. the worst thing for you to do is force them to read or do yes. something because that is yeah. it. If that is exposure Spikes therapy, their, uh, uh, and yeah. you're not a mental health professional, so to, to sit there and just speak, oh, they can just tough it out, mm-hmm. is only going to get them to be more traumatized right. every single time they have to do a read aloud or, right. or what have you. And we don't know, right? We don't know if the person has social anxiety because they're dyslexic, because they have a learning disability, because they're neurotypical. Like, we don't, you might not know that right away. Right. Yeah. So I think it's important to like have grace with it. I love the sticky note idea to mm-hmm. put in the corner and you just, as you go around, someone can write it there and you can just kind of mm-hmm. gaze at it as you mm-hmm. walk by. But I think it's important that like, I, there's so much of this like tough it out kind of thing. I remember when I was mm-hmm. in school, like yeah. elementary school, they're like, well, everyone has to do the presentation. Mm-hmm. And now we have this amazing stuff with technology, especially since of COVID. Like if the child is terrified to do it yeah. live, maybe they get to record it and then people watch right. that. You know what I mean? There's yeah. ways of scaffolding until we can get them to a place 
to right. public speak, but yeah. throwing them in there. Yeah, yeah. that's not. And, it, and it, like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. hundred percent. Like, and with my students, I start my year off with my presentations. I do it all gallery style. Yeah. So the kids mm. create their their whatever the project is, yeah. and then I have like eight different kids presenting at once all over the room. Then they present to small groups, right. and then I always okay. say, "Hey." I'll give anybody extra credit if you want to present to the class. That's at the great. beginning of the year, a couple of kids do it, then they get extra credit. Yeah. And then as the year goes on, more right. and more start Gives doing them it. Options. And I'm almost to a hundred percent of kids saying, yeah. you know, I'm gonna to present to the class. I'm gonna do this That's because great. It, it, it's the long game. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I'm a real big believer in we we should be able to make kids comfortable with speaking to to others mm-hmm. right. in the 12 years that they're in the education oh, for system. Sure. Like there's nothing wrong with yeah. trying to work with them on right. that. And yeah. it's all about being tactful and how you do it right. and making Absolutely. sure that you're talking to the kids and being like, hey, how's this making you feel? Absolutely. How, how you doing? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So another question that I just saw that I thought was really interesting was like, what are some of your favorite ways that you include inclusivity into yeah. your classroom? Like how do you show inclusivity? Pretty much every pre-K or early childhood center will do something around families, right? Um, and some of that is, is, I mean, there's a thousand little things that it benchmarks. Like, you know, you can count the people in your house. You can, um, you know, you can uh, learn new vocabulary and all that. But um, what we do is we do a family uh, picture project. So everyone brings in a picture of their family. And the kid gets to go up there and kind of like talk about their family, right? And they can just like point at the pictures and say who this is, who that is. And I think it gives children an opportunity to see what other families look like, yeah. Yeah. whether it's a different culture, ethnicity, race. Um, uh, if they have two moms, if they have two dads, if they have one mom, if they have one dad, if they have uh, grandparents that raise them, aunts and uncles that raise them. It's a way for kids to, one, have empathy towards yes, others and absolutely. learn that there's houses that look different and pets that look different and that's how in the pre-k age we kind of just show and leave it kind of at that to know that we all come from a different yeah and like my homeroom with my class like that's when we really get to know each other like in my science class we've got a standard we're doing every day yeah like we're focused on that but in my homeroom like we spend a lot of time just talking yeah like hey what, are, what, what was the best part of your weekend? Yeah. How, how are things going? Then we learn about our families yeah. and this and that. And I think as like a teacher, I try to demonstrate just being inclusive by having those conversations yeah. and being respectful, no yeah. matter yeah, what absolutely. is going on. Absolutely. You, might, you might agree with what families are doing. You might absolutely. disagree with what right. they're doing. Just be respectful. Right. 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 You know, you're, it is not your place to be there judging people. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's just... Just be respectful. Be respectful right. to what right. they have going I love on. What, I love what uh, Mr. Monroe does, uh, which people try to get mad at him on social media because they were like, why are you referring to them as their grown up? Because doesn't yeah. he say like, mm-hmm. yeah, he so says you're grown up. Yep. And so somebody was like, you're a grown man. Like, why are you referring to them as their grown ups? They like, are. you can call them their parents or their mom and dad. And he was like, some people don't live with their mom and dad. Some people don't live with their parents. Some people Some don't people have a mom and dad. Right. Right. Yeah. Some people have two dads. Some people have two moms. Some people just have Aunt Susan. Aunt and yeah. uncle. And so that was like a teachable moment yeah. for people because other people in the comments were like, oh, crap. I, well, I didn't yeah. even think about that. And so I love that he yeah. is like, it, that addresses it adds that, that like, generally. inclusivity uh, to his classroom yeah. because it probably does make a kid you know, feel some kind of way if you're like, okay, tell your mom and dad. And they're like, or if they've lost a parent, right? right. How, yeah. how, how upsetting would that be for being like, okay, well, cause it's, and it's always like, cause I've caught myself too. And where I'm like, okay, go home and tell your mom. And I sit there and be like, 
and you go through those. Do they have mm-hmm. a mom? Okay, they do. But like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine like having a death in the family, and you say yeah. that, and, yeah. you're, and the kids just like. So I think like saying go to your grown up makes kids who maybe don't live with their parents feel like less mm-hmm. othered. Because yeah. an older right. kid will tell you like my seventh grade or my eighth graders like if I say you know mom or dad. They'll straight up, like, we have that kind of relationship where they'll be like, Mr. Sam, I actually live with my aunt or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, if we have a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. But little kids, like, they don't know how to express yeah. emotions sometimes. So n- inclusivity goes along with understanding not only the demographic of kids that you yeah. have, yeah. but understanding the backgrounds that they come from. And it takes time to learn that stuff. I got Absolutely. 119 kids. Yeah. I didn't learn all 119 right. kids' background information, you know, in the first couple of weeks of school right but from different days and different situations and stuff i've learned okay this kid lives with such and such this kid don't like their sister because she ain't gonna pick them up this kid you know like all of this stuff and it's very important to take the time so if you're a new teacher it's important or just teacher in general it's important to learn your kid's background yep get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Don't assume you know what is going on in the kid's life. Yes, don't absolutely. assume. You know, don't, when you're sitting talking to a kid, like, oh, what do, you, what, what, what do your parents do? You know, yeah. a lot of them, like, they don't live with their parents. And some know? kids are embarrassed to say what they're, you know, yeah. they yeah. don't. Yeah. Like, some kids, I... I was never like I wasn't embarrassed about what my parents did for work. I was embarrassed because if they were like, what do your parents do? The kid next to me just said their parent is like a doctor or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to say in a large group of people what my family like I. I it's like a you feel an insecurity it's about an insecurity because it. yeah. it's yeah. not because it was not like a shame thing for me because no. yeah. my family worked freaking hard yeah. yeah like they worked so freaking but hard but you were afraid of being judged yeah like, and I was for the afraid of like other give. kids being like and each grade level those conversations change yes, for absolutely. sure oh, yeah. that's a good point is way different than the the conversation in right. a senior in high school class. Oh, right. like, for sure. Yeah. Ev- every level is different. And that memory, different. I'm thinking of being a senior in high school. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We were having yeah. that conversation, and I'm yeah. like, can we not make this like a classroom discussion? No. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to say everything is, <laughs> yeah. every job is oh, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. job, they they absolutely just think it, it's like they, like anything that you can do. Yeah. It, they, it, they When you do the... um. What do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of project we do with my students. The things they come up with, I'm like, that's oh, not a job. That I love so that you came cute. up with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to make snow globes. Yeah, yes, you cool. do. Yeah, you I want to be always... what is? It? I want to be Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, right. Just like <laughs> the meteorologist. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do something, like I changed my hair or whatever, and I had like braids, and then I went to straight hair. And you know, Peyton's four, yeah. and so she, her new thing is like, mommy, when I become a grown up. I'm going to do my hair long like that. And I'm like, okay, baby. And like when she, when I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. Mommy's going to like read her book, but I need you to, mommy, when I be a grown up, I'm going to stay up and read my book. And I'm like, Ooh, good. Like, yes. this is good. Read those books, girl. Right. But yeah, That's little so kids, cute. they, she's, she's I, cute. I like her. I try to turn mine more into like, pro, like a learning experience. Mm-hmm. kind of. I, I do a lot of projects that like kind yeah. of involve yeah. that. So like around like the holidays, we'll do like, alongside because i i teach at a predominantly white school Mm -hmm. where like the majority of the kids are all christian yeah like it's not a a religious school whatsoever but i just know them from their background they are so like they celebrate christmas but we also do like holidays around the world which i know is a popular one everybody does that 
But they, like, I have them get into groups and they do research about different traditions around the world yeah. and some are religious and some are not. And, blah, blah, blah. and like, the things that they learn that are so intriguing to them. Yeah. It's, like, so cool to watch because... Honestly, for as immature as fifth graders can be, you can have a serious discussion with them yeah. and they can honestly understand it. Very and true. Like we'll have that with with that discussion or like during February and we're, you know, learning about, you know, famous black Americans. We talk about um, all kinds of things that happened, you know, back during the civil rights movement. Yeah. And they are like so insightful for 10 year olds. Yeah. yeah. And then. Like um, even now when we were talking about, you know, World War Two and number the stars and they were yeah. like, wait, so they hated a whole group of people like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. why? I'm like, just they because did. they did. Yeah. Right. And they, like they the things that they say, like we think that these kids are too young to understand right. some of these they topics. Understand, yeah, they understand yeah. a they, lot more. They understand a lot more than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, what, what we're effectively teaching them when, we, when, when we're talking about things like World War II or the Civil Rights Movement or the Lavender Scare, it's, we're not... Wait, what is that? The Lavender Scare um, was kind of like the red, red scare for communism. The Lavender Scare was everyone thinking that like, like a big like gay scare essentially. oh okay i've never heard um, that term before so th there was at least there's that was a portion of it um i i think that what it when we when we take these out of of learning moments in the classroom um we're we're taking away the child's ability to experience empathy and to mm -hmm. learn empathy right because here's the thing i never <laughs> i never in in uh northern indiana <laughs> in the 90s ever learned about any gay person Ever, no, right? me neither. Never did. And it didn't cause me not to be gay. What it did cause, though, is me not to know what the word gay meant, but to be called it every day. And mm -hmm. it doesn't end the conversation from happening, right? right. Yeah. Not learning about, um, you know, uh, like things like why we celebrate Juneteenth and right. and segregation and right. and the Holocaust and when we when we don't learn about these things, it doesn't create the conversation from mm -hmm. ending. Mm -hmm. right. It's still happening. It's just happening on the playground, and it's happening incorrectly right. and the kids are using yes. it for absolutely. violence absolutely to, yes. absolutely because i remember even what like back when i was in high school it was like the time when like people were throwing the word gay around like every yeah, yeah. 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 Gay. every five Wait, seconds and then, and then, do you remember the hillary duff no. don't say commercial. Gay commercial she was like the girl's like wearing a tube top but it, she's like that looks so gay and then hillary duff's like hey you shouldn't say that do you know what that means? I, you've never she's seen this like, infomercial? She's like, I'm uh -huh. from the Disney Channel. Yeah. Don't say gay. You know, no, but like, I was just going to say, yeah. like, our, our, I remember our high school bringing up, like, little posters, sticking them up on the walls yeah. that said, I heard you out. say this. Instead, yeah. you should have yeah. said yes. blah, 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 yes, blah, yes, blah. Yes. And it gave all these different options. But no one ever, like, had a discussion yeah. about no. why it was well, inappropriate. I, I, it was just right. kind of slapped on the wall, and that right. was it. Yeah, I think that, like, the, you know, because there's some schools where, um, they can't celebrate Black History Month. I'm like, is right. that not is that not illegal or something? No. And they, it was a school in Florida. <laughs> then it's not illegal. And actually. I was like, <laughs> Very legal. Because I posted, I post last year. I posted. Um, there's a girl on Teachers Pay Teachers that has the um, Black History Month body biographies, and it's essentially like four sheets of paper that you put together, and yeah. it makes yeah. out you know a person. And so I had those, like I had my students do those, and I had them posted in the hallway, and I posted them on Instagram. And the amount of teachers from Florida that were like, we cannot do that. Like we, yeah. I said, you can't let your nope. students do a Black History Month. They that said no. They me. said no because it makes other students feel uncomfortable. 
to learn history. Y'all No, but like why why is that not like I don't understand why just because like you're not that same skin tone that you can't learn about it. Right. I'm like, right. you know, kids, that they, doesn't make any sense. The kids can handle more stuff than they think. Y'all y'all are the ones offended, not your kids. Because your kids, we they in a generation where they grow up with They're everybody. They're interested in yeah. it. They so, like, care, right. Okay, so the people who come in from the state and kind of like help out whatever oh, yeah, the, the, the lady from the state <laughs> she <laughs> that is actually her job sorry Michaela um, the lady from the state she gave me this resource and I loved it so it was a slideshow that basically had it was like the one famous black American a day so every day yeah. during February my students would look forward to like we would read the paragraph it would have a famous quote by that person yeah. it would have like a short video to click on and watch and then on the left hand side it was a read aloud about that person yeah and they that entire two next two months they were like can i go on for independent reading can i go on and watch the black history month books i'm like yeah go ahead right. yeah like why is that like a and problem it's, it's okay to know? learn from our history if you don't learn yeah. from your history you're yeah. it's you're doomed to yeah. repeat yourself i have seen like firsthand i feel like people when kids do not learn things in a like environment where right. it's safe for them to learn that it's right. being taught by somebody who understands what it is because i literally will have kids in my class i had a kid the other day that said andrew tate is my hero yeah i said ew. get out <laughs> yeah, <ew. laughs> i'm and very I much okay kid. with taking that taking that stance and, I, that, and yeah. i had a kid that said that hitler he admires hitler Y'all, the stuff that y'all are saying, you do not understand. I'm no. like, even if you're in the eighth grade, you know that's inappropriate. But you have not been uh, adequately taught right. the Holocaust. You have not been adequately taught black history. You have not. That's that's why y'all are saying these ignorant oh, things. Absolutely. So I, I just had a moment in my you classroom can't take it out, man. You have had, to adequately teach it. You do because I, I, I had yeah. a kid who was he was talking about Stalin and talking about Hitler. But they were saying he was saying positive things about them and, and and saying just it was nasty. And I heard it. and I'm like, OK, I'm not going to make a scene right now. But afterwards, right. I pulled him. I pulled him over. and I was like, hey, I want you to I want I want to tell you about my family's background. Yeah. My family grew up in Poland. Yeah. yeah. Here are the things things that those guys did to my family Absolutely. yeah and, and and i wasn't being mean i just said here's what happened here so 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 yeah. when you're when you're saying these things yeah. i don't know if you believe it or if you're just saying it for the shock and awe right but right. your words do mean something yes. yeah and for me hearing that that's really disappointing this, right. yeah. because my family fought and died for for right. freedom in, in during right. that time yeah. right. and it's 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 like we need to just have this conversation a new year full of surprises but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 
if you see the progression of of uh, Florida and a specific textbook that talked about Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. it completely went from like what actually was put in there to the end of being like Rosa Parks um, was a black woman, essentially. And that was it. I can't imagine a student is going to school learning about uh, uh, slavery and segregation. A white student is going to school and be, going, going to be like, I feel so bad about myself right now. I don't think that's crossing no. their mind. I think what's happening is parents are uncomfortable yep. that they're going to see pictures of their grandparents in those photos. Yeah. Mm. Because like, it's like, not the kids. Like, genuinely, the kids are like, no. oh, yeah. my god, The kids like, are interested in learning about they, it. And they, like, their honest reactions right. are, people because did we that? we were interested yes. in learning about it. Why would they do that? Because yeah. people, like, they don't understand that people, you know, had that much, like, of a hatred right. towards yeah. others. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when they learn about that, they're, I'm like, it, like, I'm like, how does that make you feel? Like, yeah. I literally ask them. I don't yeah. put words in their mouth. I'm like, I, I, how does that make you feel? And they're like, right. that's sad. Why would they right. do that? Right. And why because they it, had why a different people, skin tone. And why are people mad that we're teaching that when that's the history? Yeah. Right. Why is, why, yeah. why, we, we have a class in Mississippi called Mississippi Studies. Right. Who the bleepity bleep <laughs> needs a whole class on the history? <laughs> I'm talking about it's a, it's a 18 week class. How much of a state can't, now I'm from Tennessee, so, but how much <laughs> of a state, roll time, uh, but how much of a state can you like literally teach? Yeah. You you got 18 weeks mm-hmm. of stuff that you, come on, man, yeah. be for real. But y'all don't want them to learn about the Holocaust. Y'all don't want them to learn about black history. Y'all, if we're, if we're speaking about like what truly happened to the indigenous people yeah. in the United States, why are y'all like, oh, we don't feel comfortable teaching that? Well, oh, Oh, you don't want to know what y'all did? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. We're not making this stuff up. This mm-hmm. is actual history. This Imagine the, if they didn't want to learn like other history. But like, some people get so up in arms about they it. They do. Yeah. But yeah. our generation, like, we are the generation that, like, we're f- literally friends with everybody. Oh, yeah. So we're not, like, literally, like, I, I didn't s- sit and learn about black history and, like, look at the white kid that was the next to me. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe what your parents did. Yeah. <laughs> what a like, what, what <laughs> colonizer. <laughs> like, I, I'm not yeah. going to do that, man. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. them. Kids are educated enough to know. I mean, even it's not kids, the kid that's even kids in my class, like, like, a lot of it is a small learning moment that, like, pops up yeah. every now and then. So, like, we are doing, um, like, we do studies weekly, and it just, like, our standards in fifth grade have a lot to do with the Western Hemisphere, and then it goes through talking about different cultures and heritage and blah, blah, blah. Well, the one was talking about, um, like, Asian culture and, like, Asian heritage, and they're talking about how in Ohio and Columbus they have, like, in May, they have the, like, Asian culture festival or something Mm. like that. Um, And one of my kids was like, wait, they have that in Columbus? That's really cool. I want to go to that. And I was like, yeah, you could totally go to that. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's in a few weeks. Go. And then... Have fun at it. But, like, at some point during the year... My kids were like, like, do your kids ever do like random weird accents? Yes. Okay. So like, even my, I'll even catch my them. kids do that. In five year olds. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'll, like, but like, stop, it's bro. a teachable moment to me. Yeah. Like, if I hear them doing that, I don't yell at them. I don't like, get mad at them because right. they don't know any better. I pull them aside and I say, hey, like, I heard you talking like this. I'm really gonna like ask you to start using your voice because right. that could be disrespectful to yeah. somebody else's culture and right. somebody else's heritage. Right. And, yeah. and that's it. And they right. go, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, and they I've move on. To, yeah, I've, <laughs> I had a student that like all the time was like mimicking uh, yeah. the way that mm. a special needs person talks. And I said, no, sir. I didn't call him out in front of the whole, even though he did it in front of the entire class. 
I was like, I'm not going to call him out in front of the whole class because right. I wanted to because I'm like, you being real disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And but I was like, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to give him the benefit of the, of the doubt. And so I pulled him aside and I said, I have a special needs brother in law. The way that you are talking and the like way that you're changing your voice, it sounds like you're making fun of him. Mm -hmm. And I said, I I'm like tearing up because I'm like, that's don't do that. Right. Yeah. Like that is so that is so disrespectful. Right. And this kid is like he was like one of my smartest kids. And I'm like, I know you know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm not gonna call you out in front of everybody, right. but yeah. like, man, you're smart. You're better than this. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't do that. You're smarter than this. Right. Don't do that. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable: postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As a teacher, there's a way to go about that conversation. Right. Oh, yeah. Flipping in the middle of class, that's not right. how you do it. You don't and learn I, that I, lesson. I, I had to check myself yeah. because <laughs> yeah. I, it, it evoked like a response as, as to an me. Adult, I'm like, why are you making fun right. of me? Right. As yeah. an adult, you know that what he's myself. doing is wrong, but you kind of have to assume mm -hmm. that he doesn't, he doesn't know, know what he's doing right. is wrong and yeah. use it to teach and well, be restorative yeah. than to scream at Even if they. Even the child does know, right? right. So mm -hmm. I'm very big on a, the the call out culture doesn't work. You have to call people into a conversation, Absolutely. and doing yes. that Absolutely. in a way that publicly embarrasses them or shames them is going to dig their heels in, right? Yeah. Like, right. And when you try to call them out and publicly embarrass, it's an ego thing for you. A hundred percent. You yeah. want everybody to see that you embarrass them. It's like don't well, do that. And yeah. you also, it's like this also like you know white savior thing of like I did the work, I I yeah. corrected this behavior, and everyone mm. saw that I did it, and it's yeah. a moment of being like. That was not okay. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that's like, not going to get them to want to yeah. change that. Right, that, right. That calm behavior. Down. It's like, who did you do that for? For yourself, or did you do it because you, you did actually it for you, right. right? Exactly. You did it for um, one of one of the coolest moments I saw this year was I saw a group of boys at, at my school. I knew half the boys on one side of the table, or they weren't sitting like half and half, but half the boys they were you know they grew up in a Christian household, yeah. and then uh, the other other half of the boys they um, they were Muslim and recognized Ramadan, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and it was during Ramadan, and the the guys were just sitting there talking about it, yeah. and like yeah, the Christian cool. boys were just curious, so like yeah. oh, so yeah, cool. why 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 do you do this? Yeah, and they were talking, and I could sit there and I could hear it. And I was like, I just want to see where this conversation yeah. goes, mm -hmm. and it was so cool that that they could just sit there as twelve you know twelve yep. thirteen year old yeah. kids mm -hmm. and, and just listen and talk and be like right. oh. Interesting. That's other. different. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And be exactly. curious. And, and yeah. that's that's what's cool as a teacher to see. It's like, oh, we we can't have this world where right. you can right. listen and you can say, hey, you do. You, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Right. I might not do that. Right. But that's but I, awesome. I, I cool. Learn. Good for you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like as a teacher, it's not my job to teach you what to think. Right. It's going to teach. I'm here to teach you how to think. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to teach you. Hey, yeah. here's what you should think about. Think about mm -hmm. this perspective and that. Yeah. And I'm going to let you come to your own conclusion right. about what your beliefs right. are. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. there are some like Christian parents 
that don't want their kids to talk to a Muslim kid about Ramadan because I don't want you to get any ideas. Mm-hmm. Like it fosters conversation. It just just because you well, yes. having a conversation, it's like it's like just because I'm having a conversation with somebody that's gay, it's not. I'm. Yeah, it I promise. Don't talk to them. They're gay. It's gonna <laughs> it's make you gonna, gay. It's not gonna like, switch you down. around. It's not gonna. It's not. It's. It's yeah. being a human being yeah. and talking to somebody not by by what they identify with, but talking to them because they are They're a human, human being as well. Yeah. They've done studies, which is super interesting. And I, I hate when people say they do studies and then you never do it. So I will link it up here <laughs> if, some, if someone's like, I don't believe you. Um, they looked at schools that had GSA. So either uh, people have – it went from Gay Straight Alliance to I think it's like Gender and Sexuality Alliance. Um, but the club, right, that, that's run at schools. And they saw that when a school had a GSA program – it actually decreased the amount of death by suicides and heterosexual cisgender men at the school. Really? Wow. So it also obviously for the the queer children oh, that wow. were there. Yeah, but, but because when you're building a place of empathy for everyone, right? They see that there it decreases um the angst and the and yeah. and the depression and yeah. um in everyone at the school yeah so it so it's just it's it's shocking to me it didn't change their identity right like it it just made them feel like if 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 the the school's culture is made up of something that's more accepting and and a place of empathy and tolerance it's not making people gay or whatever your biggest fear is it's it's just making them more empathetic yeah. and understand of other people. You can't make someone anything. I promise right. you can't. Like, yeah. right. you can't make someone anything. <laughs> right. People are going to grow up to be the people they're meant to be. And that's yeah. just how, yeah. how it is. Right. Like, I, agree. I mean, I grew up in the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I am not Roman Catholic anymore. Right. Like, it didn't, it, like, you know, you can grow up yeah. in any kind of situation, family, whatever, right. and still turn out to be the person you're supposed to be. Right. right. It just happens that way. It's right. nobody influenced me to right. not do it anymore. Nobody like it's just I became an adult and I decided for myself this is not what I believe and this right. is what I you know yeah. I want to believe in my own thing and this is what I'm gonna do. Well, and, to me, it's just about empathy. Like right. imagine getting like all the way to fifth or sixth grade and not knowing that there were transgender kids in your class. Right. Right. Like imagine like never hearing anything right like if you choose to send your kids to a christian school like that's your that's absolutely your you can learn whatever you want at a private yeah yeah we're not judging you for saying that that's your that's no. your family's preference yes but absolutely y'all can't we we're not gonna just make a whole thing disappear just because a, a certain group of people don't feel comfortable and about just because it. you say a group of people doesn't like you don't agree with something or you, mm-hmm. you say a group of people doesn't exist doesn't mean that they just go away like you said they, Thank, if, right they're it's still like gonna, that thing it's like yeah, out of sight if, out of mind if, right. yeah if you say like well i don't i don't think being gay is right well it doesn't mean that all the gay people in the world disappear no actually what happens is when people are given permission to have the autonomy right to be who they are uh there's this idea of people like there's there's more trans and gay people than ever and it's because they're being taught it no what has happened is the same thing we did with left-handed people right when we condemned left-handed people and said that being left-handed is dirty it's immoral and that they thought it was of of the devil Mm -hmm. Shut down, but turn uh, early 1900s when they realized this is absolutely ridiculous. It quadrupled up the people who wrote with their left hand because they were told they were not be told they're dirty, they're discussing this. So people started actually writing with their left hand because that's what their their brain was was told. So people were learning, forcing themselves to write with their right hand. But when Mm -hmm. they were given autonomy, hey, that we were wrong about the whole left-handed thing. People were 
they Stormtrooper no right felt, with left-handed yeah. because yeah. that's what they were doing. They didn't feel like so, they had to hide anymore. Exactly. And so no, when, I when, still don't like left-handed right, people. I mean, but <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow, but, daughter's left-handed well, jerk. When you're eating, you know, left-handed. Left-handed. But when, when it's not so much that kids, people are learning to be gay, it's that yeah. when we're building a society that's saying it's okay, like think about right now in Florida, I would be petrified if I was a trans person or queer in any you know uh, any of the lgbtqia plus yeah. identities and i wouldn't come out which would then look like there is no, there's right. less people because that would right. be terrifying yeah. to me get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program a new year full of surprises but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. I also think from like... A teacher's perspective. Yeah. Like, you need to have age-appropriate conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The conversations you have with your with your seniors in high school, you are not going to have with the fifth grade. And they are, no. accu- they are accusing people of having conversations with that, preschoolers that you would have with yep. a senior. And I'm right. like, that's y'all yeah. fear-mongering because you mm-hmm. don't it's understand. Not you, you, th- there needs, like, yeah, <laughs> it just... Have age-appropriate conversations. Okay, so this one isn't such a so much a question as it is a comment that I really liked. Yeah. Um. Someone said, "South Asian here. I just wish we had more school lunches from our cultures." Oh, that's cool. We talked about this earlier. I I didn't even think to myself, especially in places that are predominant, like um, where I was in Indiana, it was like sixty percent Hispanic. I think Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. Like, why don't the school lunches like differentiated lunch types? I mean. What, like um, something my school was doing like just recently they would choose certain days and like they had like um asian culture day and they had like a like a bar with different choices of like you know asian foods mm-hmm. that you could choose from yeah. and like i i think that would be so cool for yeah, schools I do. to do I never thought about that. and not even you yeah. know not even just for you know students who might be of that culture but like to just exposure to expose <laughs> other kids yeah. to foods that may maybe they would have never had the opportunity yeah. to try now my I school think, did try to make egg rolls and i was like hey yo y'all stick to the pizza and french fries if y'all gonna cook other cultures food not, bring some back no it, you I can't be messing it, up egg rolls yeah. though disrespect the egg rolls was nasty it's disrespect <laughs> <laughs> D, when she was on the podcast with us, she talked about um, how when she was in school, her her um, family made food for her birthday, right? Like they mm. they did like yes. a, a like a, their family meal, and I thought, mm. oh my gosh, I like I kind of thought of it, of it there, but she, I think she was said she was at a private school. Yeah, I didn't think about like a, a full on school. Like why? Like listen, I love me some some chicky chicky nug nugs, but like I want. <laughs> 
other thing. Like that's like, you know what I mean? I want a chimichanga. I want a chimichanga. Did you guys I ever do- Fireboy. Um, uh, what was it called? World- what World was Culture it? Day? Is that what I'm yeah. thinking of? So, okay, when I was in fourth yeah. grade, my school did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah. Yeah, so like each each class was responsible for yeah yes. they were responsible <laughs> for a different like I'm culture I'm so jealous right now yeah. that they studied so like my class was we did Japan and like it was we had to like learn like what yeah. their flag was we had to learn mm-hmm. about like their I don't know their food and their traditions and mm-hmm. things like that and then we would make like a project mm-hmm. and then they the teachers actually brought in like some different foods cool. that we could try yeah. and we were able to walk around yeah. the cafeteria look at all the other presentations yep. and eat the food when and we stuff. D- when we did that in second grade my mom when we were doing europe we were doing like we did poland my mom brought in some uh polish meatballs Aww. it was a crowd favorite can i have some, can I have some polish meatballs sure what is the cookie that's made oh i know what you're talking about yeah my, I, I forgot what it is. My um, co-teacher was, they were Polish. Like, like yeah. I mean, family from there. Like, they spoke it. And mm-hmm. she would make these delicious cookies mm-hmm. every Christmas. And she'd bring a plate full of them. And I, like, I, I was pretending like they were going to make it home. Never made it home. Yeah. Oh. My least favorite thing my mom home. would make, it was called guamki, which is stuffed cabbage. Mm-hmm. And whenever she'd Ooh, cook it. amazing. No, it smelled like a fart. Like, that entire <laughs> house smelled like a freaking fart. I will agree with that. Because, okay. Like, I was like, for... I'm 50% Polish, really. And our food smells like farts. <laughs> like, <geez. laughs> oh, my gosh. For St. Patrick's Day, Jordan's family, because they are, like, 100% Irish. Like, his family makes Corn beef and cabbage for St. Patrick's Day. That's on fire. Oh, it is so good, but I agree oh, with the, the fart smell. smell. While it's cooking, it does smell oh, like farts. But it sounds like it tastes delicious. But it delicious. tastes amazing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I went to college with a lot of students from Africa. A lot of our basketball players were African. And they used to make this stuff called chapati. I'm not even saying it right. Sorry. No disrespect if I ain't saying it right. But their gentleman was fire. I don't even remember what it was made out of. I just know it was good, it was and good. I remember the name of it. Oh I didn't know what the ingredients were, but I'm like, yo, what is this? What I thought was cool, because, I mean, I really haven't had the opportunity to teach anywhere that was, you know, I would say, like, drastically diverse. Yeah. Um, but my friend actually taught in a remote area of Alaska for two years. Oh, yeah, you talked about that. Yes. Yeah. He taught in Eek, Alaska. Oh, wow. Eek! And they, um, a lot, a lot of them are. They still have like direct ties to their their cultures. Yeah. And he like came back, and he he was like, I had to learn um, some of their like traditional languages. Yeah. And he brought back like some of the recipes they used to make. And because of the area that they live in, they don't like really have any dairy products because it can't be brought yeah. in. So in place of that, they would use like lard. Mm-hmm. And the one thing he would make, I think it was called a gudok, and it was literally like grapes and like Crisco lard, and okay. then like sugar, and you put it in the freezer because they don't have ice cream. <gasps> and it was ice cream. They put it in the freezer like ice cream, and they eat it like that. And he made it the one night we were playing D and D, and he brought it over for us to try, and it was good. I don't know that I could eat a lot of it because mm-hmm. it was very sweet, mm-hmm. but it was good, and I was like. Okay, I'm like I would have never got the opportunity to try that had you right. not gone and taught yeah. in Alaska yeah. for two years. Right. Like that's really cool. You know, I'm all for acceptance. I don't know if I'm gonna accept that into my belly. I don't know if that sounds that I delicious. Took, like a no, couple bites. Yeah, it is. It is. You would eat it. 
ice cream, anything that tastes That's like true. ice cream. That's true. Baby, I don't care. I don't care. All the ice cream around the world is Epcot. Have ice cream around yes, the world. Yes, they do. I'm oh, just in my big stupid mouth. Like, okay, so as we're as we're like about to finish up this episode, we're literally about to go to Epcot tonight, and we're gonna go eat a bunch of food around the world in Epcot. Woo! World Showcase. I love that. I love it. I, I heard it. you can drink around the world there too. You can. Well, that's why I'm going. We're gonna yeah. carry you out of there. <laughs> like, why do you think I'm going? I hey. want to run into Hercules, Gaston, and I want to drink. <laughs> Those are the three things I need at Epcot. You know where? Tour to Epcot, right there. I think this was a good episode about talking about some inclusivity in a way that's not like putting people out or, or a, 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 right. you know, it's just a, a way of starting a conversation. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you guys can have respectful yeah. ones in the and comments. Thank nice. you to everyone who sent in questions and comments. Yes. I loved reading them and they were all very, very yeah. helpful. And remember, at the end of the day, just be nice. 